0: Today's Callahan show is sponsored by MyPillow. Go to MyPillow.com and use code word Jerry for huge discounts. For example, you can get the standard MyPillow, which is normally $69.98 for only $19.98 with code word Jerry. I'd call that a huge discount. MyPillow is made in the USA, and it comes with a 10-year warranty. It's machine washable and dryable. It's the most comfortable pillow you will ever sleep on. Makes an excellent gift for Christmas. Get it now. And you can support this show, and you can strike back against canceled culture. As you know, like us, Mike Lindell is constantly under attack from the canceled culture mob. By purchasing from MyPillow, not only are you helping this show, you're fighting back against canceled culture. MyPillow isn't in the big box stores anymore, so you can get factory direct pricing if you order from MyPillow.com using code word Jerry. We got our my pillow stuff, and I gotta say, I love it. I love my Giza sheets. I love my my pillow, and I tell, I'm telling you, Bug the Chug loves his dog bed. Uh, you know what else I I I, I want for Christmas? I'm, I'm asking. I'm literally asking for Christmas karana the slippers. I saw Mike Lindell showing off, uh, kind of uh, uh, promoting the uh, the slippers. I love the slippers. I, I have a pair, and I, I have a
1: pair, and I love them. Did you get a pair? Yes, I didn't I did tell get you. A I, pair and I <laughs> didn't get a pair. My wife well, had me buy a bunch of stuff because she loved it so much.
0: <laughs> I'm telling you, I'm looking forward to my MyPillow slippers. You can get them too. Just go to mypillow.com promo and use the promo code Jerry. That's G-E-R-R-Y. 800 893 7406 Promo code Jerry. This is the Jerry Callahan Show. Uh, it is Monday, December 13th. Uh, I don't know about you, Karan. I had a damn good weekend. It was, uh, the weather was good. I was out and about. People, I, oh, I had one good mask story. I will, uh, I'll uh, tell you. I'll, I'll, I'll tell it later. No, okay. Not not that good. But one interesting uh, experience with a uh, masked family where, you know, the kids are masked, but the parents aren't. Oh, Those families really? drive me nuts. You see them a lot now because, you know, the parents are vaccinated and the kids aren't. So they tell the kids. Make sure they mask up. Even though kids who are unvaccinated are much less susceptible to the virus than parents who are vaccinated, but uh, we'll get to that. I saw Santa um, land in a red helicopter in uh, on the waterfront in Boston. Huge crowd there for him. Lots of kids. The weather was perfect for that. Um, if you know, if I were playing Santa, that's how I would want to arrive in a red helicopter. Definitely. Was Santa I, um, masked?
1: Did Santa have a mask on?
0: Uh, no, he did not. He did not. No, he. Did. that's a I mean, good question. I didn't notice. I was back. It was a big, big crowd. I didn't notice. Uh, the kids probably did. Who had to wait in line. Uh, I'm sure they didn't get to sit on his lap because, you know, that's dangerous. You can't sit on Santa's lap anymore. But uh, they showed up. Everyone looked like they were having a great time. And most people were not masked. Most people were not socially distanced. By the way, did you see that video from Germany? The cops in Germany are walking around with yardsticks. And they're measuring to make sure people stay a certain distance apart. I assume it's three, I I guess it's a meter stick in Germany, right? It wouldn't be a yard stick. It would not. And they're measuring to see how far apart people stay from someone. I don't know what happens when you get too close, if they whack you, you know, like they do in, uh, you know, Singapore, like Kenya, if you get too close to somebody. But I thought we were done with that safe distance thing like a year ago, where maybe six, eight months ago. And when someone revealed it was totally arbitrary that they didn't have any scientific foundation in telling people how far apart they should stay. But it's scary what's going on in Germany, you know, because the cops are talking in German when they say it, when they stop people and check their papers. Yes. And it's a little, a little unnerving when you see these videos and we can only hope that kind of fanaticism doesn't come to our shores or force us to, you know, attack again, invade again. <clears throat> Let's hope. Let's hope we don't have to invade again. But I was uh, feeling guilty most of the weekend, like any normal human being, when I'm having a good time, having a good weekend, and I just put on TV, put on the news. Uh, Saturday morning, I guess, it was when I first saw the devastation in Kentucky. You, you sit there, and you, and, and I, I was on online, and I was watching TV, and I was wondering, is this old? Did this actually just happen? It's so strange, because there's not, Unlike hurricanes, and our president doesn't know the difference between hurricanes and tornadoes. Nope. We can get to that. But unlike hurricanes or massive snowstorms, you don't get much warning, do you? I mean, you know, no. we didn't, did we know that there was a deadly hurricane coming to the, you know, to, to Kentucky and Arkansas and, and, and Illinois and other states? Um, the first we hear of it is when we see video of these towns, Mayfield, uh, Kentucky could hit the worst and the whole town's just wiped out the whole town it's every it building every cra- home.
1: crazy shots crazy shot aerial shots of like blocks entire blocks just leveled it's, it's it's a crazy scene
0: and there was no warning about this right no warning well i so i mean that- i know there was i know there was like minutes people they told people to get in their, ba- uh, in their shelters and get in the basement or getting their bathtubs i just saw a guy interviewed i think it was on fox news this morning and he was a big guy and he said i got in my bathtub that's how i weathered out the tornado and they said where's the bathtub under there it was under rubble totally buried but he got in the tub and and hunkered down and survived because i guess it's you know unlike uh like a massive snowstorm it doesn't last that long no it doesn't it was long enough to destroy the town and i'm looking at the video going that just happened in america we have advanced warning which is why by the way natural disasters." aren't as devastating, as deadly as they used to be, because we know they're coming. You know, when a hurricane hits Louisiana, it, it, is, it can be devastating, but it's not nearly as bad as it was 100 years ago because everybody knows it's coming. They, they evacuate. They hunker down. There was that hurricane, I forget the name, the most recent one that hit Louisiana, and it was a Category 5, and it was nasty, and there was only like six or seven deaths when 100 years ago that would have been 600 deaths because sure. you wouldn't know it's coming you wouldn't be able to prepare for it and that's what they felt like with this tornado they weren't prepared for it or at least not completely and, and even if you were by the way what would you do you know what would you do
1: yeah because you don't it, because it's so unpro- it's not like a hurricane where you can see where it's it's coming like you can i mean yes it'll make adjustments course adjustments but you can you can tell where it's going to end up for the most part where it's going to hit land at least within, and a, and within it, a few miles or something. But with a tornado, it can come down at any point in time once the conditions are right.
0: It it looked like some kind of, you know, a movie, apocalyptic scene in a movie where it still does. I'm looking at it right now, Mayfield, Kentucky, just completely wiped out homes, businesses, schools, restaurants, and the people are still just hanging around, shaking their heads. I'm looking at a church right now, totally destroyed. It was unbelievable when I first saw it. And then on cue, comes the people who politicize everything, who try to get, get a little political capital out of everything, led by the dunce in the White House, who, as I just pointed out, doesn't know the difference between a hurricane and a tornado. All he knows, Carano, is he can get, get rid of both of them. He can eliminate both of them if we just give him the big, 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 build back better boondoggle. If we just sign on to the Green New Deal and give money you know taxpayers take their money and hand it to the government. You know what they can do? They can get rid of these natural disasters. <laughs> it is the most cynical, the most dishonest, the most venal, the most vile thing polit- politicians do, and I know I admit it drives me nuts i get i get, I get just angry i mean i'm just seeing fury and and anger and and, and and that when I see that when they do this when when this happens and <sighs> The next person who tells me how compassionate and empathetic Joe Biden is, I think I might have to start swinging, Karana, because this was so despicable, even by Joe Biden's standards. And I'll remind you, Joe Biden's the guy who hasn't gone to Waukesha, and despite the massacre at the Christmas parade a couple of weeks ago, hasn't even talked about Waukesha, didn't go to Pearl Harbor on the 80th anniversary, does not seem to care about things like that. Uh, But this, he cares about. Why? Because he can use it. He couldn't use Waukesha. I'm sure he thought about it. He thought about can we use this to advance our agenda when Waukesha first happened? And I guess he came to the conclusion that he couldn't. You know, the guy's black, they're white. You know, what are we gonna sell them? You know, how, how are we gonna right, use a this? car, not a gun? It, right, it, right. It's a good point. Good point. If that were a gun, you can be guaranteed Joe Biden would have five minutes, you know, after the assault, after the massacre, he would have started screaming about weapons of war and assault weapons and automatic machine guns and and all that. He couldn't because it was a car, it was an SUV. Couldn't talk about white supremacy, which is his favorite canard of all, because it was a black guy, a black militant, BLM supporter, racist, anti-Semite who killed grannies and children. So he couldn't use it, so he didn't go there. He didn't try to console the people. He didn't make a big speech. And I'll say it again, you can hate Trump all you want. Trump would have been in Waukesha the next day. You'd have seen him. He would have, you know, just his presence. He'd have been consoling people. He'd have gone to that whole makeshift memorial. He'd be, he would have been in Kentucky yesterday. It happened Saturday, late Friday night, Saturday morning. He would have been in Mayfield, Kentucky yesterday. Now, you could say it doesn't help. Who cares? But he would have been there. He would have been in Pearl Harbor for the 80th anniversary. He would have been at the Army-Navy game, and I understand why Joe Biden doesn't want to go there because it would have been chanting, let's go, Brandon, and booing and heckling him, but that's a president's job. A president's job, a lot of it is ceremonial. It is symbolic, but you are supposed to be at places like Waukesha, Wisconsin, and Mayfield, Kentucky, and he can't be bothered. He's sending his wife to Waukesha this week, and by the way, the first whatever his name is. Gentleman. The first lady, uh, no, the second gentleman, the Kamala Harris's poor husband. Okay. <laughs> Ever felt worse for a guy. When you see him, you go, he is living in hell. He's got the big, beautiful, you know, mansion the, the vice president's quarters there and, uh, flying on private jets. But God, I have no, no envy for that man. That oh, is no. a guy. He's, uh, he's got a tough, tough life but. but
1: it'll be interesting to hear if so you would expect that that uh doc biden there jill would would make some sort of statement or something do some sort of speech it'll be interesting to hear what she says
0: it's a good point like what, what obviously they're going to set it up and she'll meet with some of the families i'm sure other families yes. want no part of her but i'm sure the dancing grannies if you were setting this up for the vp uh, or the or dr jill uh you would I think of her more as the president dr jill president dr jill you would want her to meet i guess with the surviving grannies who by the way they're already dancing in parades they they they're they're resilient they are defiant they've come back and they're doing their little dances in other in some other parade i saw that uh on uh, somewhere somewhere reported but i assume maybe you try to meet with jackson uh, what was Jackson's last name? Jack, the eight year old who was, uh, murdered. His brother was severely wounded. Sparks, Jackson Sparks. That's right. Uh, maybe you try to meet with his family. If they'll meet with you. I assume if they're, if they're Democrats, they'll meet with you. Maybe, I don't know. Uh, and it'll get a lot of coverage and the media. will fawn over Dr. Jill, but where's Joe? <laughs> Why is Joe again? He has to pick up the phone or whatever. Tell his assistant get, you know, air force one ready. I want to go to Waukesha. I know uh, Jen Psaki said there's just too many assets that you need to prepare to go somewhere on a trip, but you're the president. You can go anywhere, anytime. I don't even understand why you wouldn't, because Biden is, if nothing else, just a politician. All he cares about is politics and polls, and it's easy. That's what Trump understood. That part of the job is easy. Get is the plane ready. Get my suit with the red tie and show up or put, no you don't need the suit you wear a you know, windbreaker when you go to natural disasters and you walk around and you hug old ladies and you talk to you know people who are, are crying cuz they lost everything and it plays well people like that they say that that's he seemed like a very empathetic guy why wouldn't you it you wouldn't. doesn't it doesn't take a lot it doesn't take any brains you don't have to read a speech which he struggles with you don't have to understand any issues you just show up that's half the job anyway just show up and he can't do that, but worse yet is the way he tried to capitalize it, capitalize on it. I want to play it, and I know it doesn't drive everyone as crazy it drives me, but I don't care. If this is your reaction to a disaster that costs at least 84 lives I believe the latest number, official number and it's going up. I mean, it is going up fast. it's going to, be, it's going to exceed 100. If this is your reaction before they recover the bodies? Before they find all the dead and count them, then you are a despicable human being. And, and I'm, I'm not saying I'm, 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 I'm a great human being, and you know that you are or anything like that. I'm just saying, if your reaction when you see that devastation and you know they haven't dug the bodies out of the rubble yet, and your reaction is, I'm gonna try to sell my stupid Build Back Better or my Green New Deal, or I'm gonna, I'm gonna go to that, you know, that old. <laughs> An old reliable, you know, political uh, talking point, um, and see if I can, you know, get somewhere uh, because of all these horrific images. Then you're a horrible human being, and I've said it before; I will say it again. Joe Biden is a horrible human being. But we'll get to that. And we're we'll cer- speaking of horrible human beings. That that was a tough one watching all that Saturday. But then yesterday, I got to say my weekend was made. I told you I had a great weekend. And I think um, I have to I have to attribute that largely to uh, Chris Wallace, who I hate. Chris Wallace announced yesterday on his show, which I haven't watched in years, but it was all over social media. He is leaving Fox News and (laughs) going to CNN Plus. All I'm going to say is, if you're 72, I'll check that. I think he's 72, 73, and you've had a 50-year career, and your big career move at that age is to go to CNN Plus. You're a loser. Chris Wallace, loser. And uh, the Globe said it's a tough blow to Fox News. As usual, the Globe has its finger on the pulse. A tough blow to Fox News? Please, there's not a single regular Fox News viewer who is going to uh, miss Chris Wallace. They're ev- Everybody is like me. They're happy to see him go. I'll explain why I can't stand Chris Wallace. And I'll tell you that the best part of him leaving Fox News and going to CNN I'll tell you what that is a entertain no no Patriots this weekend but it was a hell of a entertaining was it wasn't the whole the whole day wasn't entertaining but as usual Tom Brady uh and came through with a uh, a pretty damn entertaining game I'll, I'll give the Bills credit too they made it <laughs> they made it much more entertaining it was a good weekend for the Patriots that's how it always works you know when the Patriots they just sit back as and and You know, wait for the, what is the expression? Wait for the bodies of their enemies to float by you sit by the river and wait for the bodies of your enemy enemies to float by the Patriots do that better than anyone ever. They just sit back and watch as their, as their adversaries just get hurt, lose, strip up, fall down on their faces. doesn't matter. It was a good weekend for the Patriots who are rolling as usual. We'll get to uh, all that on today's Callahan show brought to you by DCU. Why do DCU members love their free checking accounts? It's simple. No monthly maintenance fees, no minimum balance, no strings attached. What's better is with direct deposit to their free checking account, DCU members can get paid up to two days early. Who doesn't love getting paid early? Zero monthly maintenance fees, zero monthly balance. Zero reasons not to switch. They will even remove the hassle of switching your direct deposits and automatic payments from your current checking account. Learn more and make the switch today. at dcuorg checking, Insured by NCUA. Membership required. All right, be honest with me, Corona. Be honest. All right, all right I know you had. A good, I know you had a good weekend too, because you walked in the woods, right? I did. That's what you were. You were looking forward to walking in the it's woods. It's like you're
1: mocking me for that, though. But you like to walk too. Why are you mocking me for that?
0: I, I'm, I'm not mocking you. I'm telling you that sounds good. Walk, right. I like to walk in the city. I like to like see all this action. I, I like to you know, feel like you know this stuff going on, but nothing wrong with walking in the woods exactly. except when it gets you know muddy. Uh, or, I got boots. I got
1: boots so I can handle it. It doesn't get too muddy back uh, there.
0: All right. I want you to be honest with me. Tell me, am I being irrational when I get completely infuriated at the reaction, not just from Biden, but from many people in washington many people in the media when they see a natural disaster when they see real human carnage and they don't wait a day they don't wait a week they don't wait for all the bodies to be recovered and then you start talking about you know how can we prevent this and then they come up with their whole feel that way the way i do when you see something like this
1: uh no, oh. I, so I think he was—he uh, was asked a leading question by a um, by a
0: reporter. Oh, so you're so. making excuses for Joe Biden? I'm not. I'm just talking in general. I knew what would happen before it happened. I saw it, and I said, "Oh, here we go. We're going to have politicians." And we—I haven't even looked for AOC or, or Ed Markey or any of the real fanatics, the real global warming nutcases, yeah. who their whole life, their whole everything they focus on is. How can we pass this insane Green New Deal? How can we destroy the U.S. economy? How can we get carbon emissions to zero, as, uh, as uh, uh, AOC or Ed Markey constantly talk about? I knew it was coming. I saw this devastation. I said, here's what's going to happen. You're going to have politicians saying, you know, this ter- tornado was terrible, but that's what clo- that's global warming. That's climate change. And we must take drastic climate action to stop this from happening again. There is zero basis in, in science. There's zero basis in, in fact. They don't care. But, uh, and, and you're right, the media the media is guilty because they're the biggest collection of brain-dead liberals anywhere. They see something like this; their thoughts immediately go to climate change. What are we going to do about climate change? Zero emissions. We need. We need to stop using so many fossil fuels. It's absurd. I retweeted a uh, long thread from a scientist who laid out, who explained uh, in plain terms how silly it is to say, "Look at this devastating tornado." Um, uh, we have to take drastic action or it's going to happen again. Well, there were tornadoes, you know, 50 years ago, 100 years ago, 200 years, 1,000 years ago, there were tornadoes and storms and hurricanes and snow and rain and ice ages and everything else when there were no fossil fuels. Uh, it's silly, and it disappoints me that anyone buys it, anyone believes it. I'll bet if I, you know, this over over Christmas or over New Year's, if I, you know, go to a party or two. I'll hear that from just normal people who say, yeah, we really have to do something about uh, carbon emissions. Did you see the hurricane? Be like, what the hell? How did you get to that point? Again, Joe Biden called it a hurricane. He doesn't know the difference in a hurricane and a tornado. And yet he's smart enough to explain to you or me or the world how if we give him enough money, he will lower carbon emissions and eliminate hurricanes or tornadoes. Why don't we laugh people off the stage when they say something so ridiculous? And worse yet, say it while they're still digging bodies out of the rubble. It is so despicable when you think about it. Oh look! Oh look! A tornado! Oh look! A hundred dead! Those oh, kids! Uh, I mean, the uh, of the of those still missing. I'm looking at uh, the Mayfield Candle Factory. Did you read about this? They were yeah, they were still working at the Mayfield Candle Factory. There are eight dead, eight still missing when I went to bed last night. Um, and they give you the, uh, we have the names of the eight dead, all ages. They're in the uh, range from their 20s to their 60s. Um, there are kids. There was uh, a three year old from Graves County, a five year old from Muhlenberg County. A three year old was dug out of the rubble. A five-year-old was dug out of the rubble, and our president, who, by the way, should have been there in person, our president starts talking about how we know we got to take drastic climate action. He's using this three-year-old and this five-year-old to advance his radical agenda. And I don't even care what the agenda, I don't even care if you believe in this voodoo Green Deal nonsense that AOC and Ed Markey, two of the dumbest people in Washington, have been selling. Even if you believe if we can eliminate carbon emissions and fossil fuels, you don't actually believe that those caused a tornado that killed a three-year-old child, do you? No, you can't if believe you, that.
1: No, that's ridiculous.
0: So, so what you're saying is they know it's not true, and they're using this poor kid anyway.
1: I mean, they also must know that the that the risks of not using fossil fuel outweigh the um, outweigh the benefits of not using it, because what you're doing is you're saying that 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 developing countries. Can't create right. energy in order to feed themselves. That's what you're saying. So what's what's worth that What's the what's the the likelihood of more death? It's probably not using fossil fuels.
0: I, I mean, if we wanted, to, if um, we're not going to get into that today, but you're absolutely right. If you, I think it was a uh, hundred years ago. M- Might have been 150. I don't. I could get it. You know, I get the facts on this. I could uh, certainly back up your argument that I think it was 80 something percent of the, the the world lived in poverty. Yes. 150 years ago, now it's less than 10% of the world. You know what the number one reason? Well, there are two reasons. One, fossil fuels. Two, capitalism. Capitalism has lifted, um, with fossil fuels, has lifted literally billions of people out of poverty. Billions. And the uh, lifespan, average lifespan, you know, 100, 200 years ago was, what, 55 or something? And now it's pushing 80 because of capitalism and fossil fuels. That's certainly an argument for another day. I'm just talking about the reaction, the response when you see that kind of devastation. To me, it's you're breathtaking. You go, this whole town is wiped out. And I'm wondering how many people lost their lives. And I kept uh, trying to get updated over the weekend, you know, it went from, who you knows, you know, dozens to 80. And this morning, this said, it's, uh, expecting it to be over 100. They're still looking. They're still digging. And a nursing home in Arkansas got wiped out. Did, uh, I think that only. I think there were only two dead. I think they prepared. A Amazon fact uh, uh, warehouse got hit. That's kind of controversial because I think some of the workers were told to uh, shelter in the bathroom, and they didn't all make it out. So we'll hear more about that. I was just. Uh, curious. I was you know, reading everything I could read, trying to understand how bad it was and how how many people lost their lives. And as I'm doing this, there's the president talking about climate change. But you're right. He was asked a question about it because the media believe in all this nonsense too. They see devastation and they say, well, "Here's our chance to sell this radical transformation of the country." I don't know if you ever really read up on the you know the Green New Deal, but it talks about refitting. Every building in America, like every building, you want to, you know, take them down and rebuild them. They look at they look at Mayfield, Kentucky, probably say, "Oh, good, now we can rebuild it with uh, buildings that don't have as many much carbon emissions, and we can have solar panels and everything else." That's the way these nut jobs, these simple-minded nut jobs, like Ed Markey, think. Speaking of simple-minded nut jobs, do you know who was asking the question of Biden? I didn't hear the actual. no, it, a, it sounded like a
1: female voice, but I couldn't tell. Do you want to hear? All right, it? Let's
0: listen to Biden and his initial reaction to this devastation. Does this say
2: anything to you about climate change? Did you have to conclude that
0: these storms and the intensity would have to do with climate change?
2: Well, all that I know is that the intensity of the weather across the board has some impacts as a consequence of the warming of the planet and the climate change. The specific impact. On these specific storms, I can't say at this point. I'm going to be asking the EPA and others to take a look at that. But the fact is that uh, we all know everything is more intense when the climate is warming. Everything.
0: And obviously it has some impact here, but I can't give you a a quantitative read on that. Okay, that's that's not true. That's not true. But the only answer to that is, you know, we'll get into that another day. Right now, we're concerned with the families, with the people, the town. We're not, we, we don't you know. there's a time and a place for that nonsense, and this isn't it. You know I think he was topped, I will say this, by, then there were others talking about it. They were, I think he was topped by uh, Eric Swalwell, and I'm pretty sure there's some slugs. There's some real scum in in Washington, DC. I know you. The guy who hates all politicians. Yeah, all they cool. all suck. Yeah, I know you would agree. But uh, you could still you could still quantify it. You could still classify. Oh, there's it. definitely
1: some worse than others, of course. Some worse than yes, others, of course.
0: I'm and I obviously living in Massachusetts, living in New England. You you got our, We got a Pretty. We got a pretty some pretty strong candidates, uh, including the aforementioned Ed Markey and you name it, you know, Liz Warren. But I don't think anybody tops Eric Swalwell from California. a Guy who was banging a Chinese spy fang fang for years and still didn't lose anything. Didn't lose this committee. I think he's on the intelligence committee, which is unbelievable. Uh, and didn't lose anything. Didn't get censored. Didn't get anything because he was dumb enough to fall for this Chinese spy who, you know, disappeared when she was finally exposed. And he has, he says nothing about it. He doesn't apologize. Nothing. Anyway, he sees what happened in uh, Kentucky? And he blames Kentucky Senator Rand Paul. And this was early on. Was this? Do you do? Do you have that tweet in front of you? Because this was, yeah. I think, Saturday. What, was, when uh, did he do this?
1: December eleventh, seven twenty p.m. He says, "We should do all we can to help our Kentucky neighbors. God be with them. They are hurting, but do not for one second forget that Rand Paul has voted against helping most Americans most times they're in need."
0: <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's, that's unbelievable. They, Blame the 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 the, con- the senator from Kentucky, Kentucky because he's a Republican and he's a small government guy, no question. But you think that's appropriate? You think that is the time and the place to lay the blame on on a senator? And uh, I'm trying to find another uh, politician. I forget who it was. Blamed both Mitch McConnell and Rand Paul because they don't, you know, completely buy into. Uh, Climate change, um, so they blamed uh, they blamed uh, both senators of the state that was destroyed. Just remarkable. Why why wouldn't you just I don't know wait a day wait a day. That's what I'd like to know. Just wait a day. But that's uh, not how it works apparently. And I just find it amazing that average people average people don't you feel like a sucker when you see a tornado or a hurricane and say, you know, if we just do what exactly take a trillion dollars or two trillion or three trillion and do what (laughs) what legislation could you pass that would stop a tornado
1: yeah no this that's a complete non sequitur there it's two different arguments you shouldn't have the argument the argument of these are natural disasters they're going to happen regardless of what what's going on you can also say is does climate change exist are we contributing to it that's a separate argument they shouldn't be uh put in the same In the same speech or the same statement but they often are
0: and they say you know if you're don't believe this you know it's basically like uh whatever supporting kyle rittenhouse or questioning the results of the election you're really not allowed to speak you're you're a science denier you can't have the debate even though there are plenty of scientists uh the founder of uh, the weather channel the founder of greenpeace these they they question global warming they question the movement the radical movement they're they're blackballed. You can't, you won't find them on cable news. You'll find Greta Thunberg, you know. You'll find AOC, that halfwit talking about the science behind it, but you won't hear. There's a guy, MIT, Richard Lindzen, uh, uh, used to be, used to see him occasionally on uh, TV or on radio. Uh, no more, no more. You are blackballed if you want to debate this. If you want to say, I don't think, I really don't think. Um, uh, fossil fuels, or the, your SUV, or your plastic bag, makes tornadoes more intense or hurricanes more intense. By the way, the climate is warming, and he said just makes everything more intense. Does that make the cold more intense? It's just it's just ridiculous. You have this guy who has trouble, you reading a teleprompter, telling you that the warming planet makes snow and cold worse. And, and you, you just have to accept it. You can't say, excuse me, can I ask you about that? How does that happen? How does, how does that make the climate, how does that make storms worse if I you know, drive an SUV? Could you, could you maybe dumb it down for me, Joe? He could never, ever do that. No, he doesn't. <laughs> and very few people could. And if you dared have an actual, I don't know, scientist say, um, I'm going to explain to you how it's not making things worse. You would uh, you, you would be banned, well, to probably it, kick mean, you off Twitter. At
1: least, like it's like, like we can question the modeling. That's the thing. We're we're using data that's not that specific. We're trying. We're looking at, at weather patterns and comparing them to things that were happening a hundred years ago when when weather weather tools were not as advanced. Right, so right. so we're just using computer modeling. The modeling it should always be up to a debate and questioning whether or not we can trust that science or trust that data.
0: Right, and I mean the idea that you can't. I mean, I'd like to know more. I'd like to know. I'd like to understand more, but you can't even, you're not allowed to talk about it. It's just, it's just nutty that, uh, it, it's one thing to say you can't talk about, you know, whatever, Kyle Rittenhouse, that's whatever Jack Dorsey and, and Mark Zuckerberg said, no, we'll have no, you can't raise funds for them. You can't do this. You can't do that. But it's another thing to say, do we want to take trillions of dollars, trillions and try to change the weather? Now, I think that's a pretty bold, crazy, whatever, um, pronouncement to say we could change the weather with, with enough money. That's crazy. But it's even crazier to say we can't talk about it. We can't debate it. You just have to. Well, that's uh, not even the
1: solution anyway. The solution is just build more nuclear power plants. It's very simple. Like 10X yeah. our nuclear power plants in the world, and you're going to see carbon emissions go down dramatically. That's the answer.
0: Yeah, is, I'm, I'm looking at the scientist that I retweeted over the weekend, Andrew Follett, and he says the tornado in this part of the country are in no way related to global warming. Most disasters are not, he says. Uh, in 1925, 750 people were killed, 2,300 injure, injured in the same area from a tornado.
1: Well, Tornado Alley in the United States—that section of this country—hundred country, years ago. But that's the that's the biggest uh, that's the the area of the of the world with the most tornado um, activity. It happens quite often there. I was like right. this up and, over the weekend. Because my, wife, my wife's like my wife's like, why do you have so many natural disasters in in uh, in the United States? She's from Brazil, and she's like, we have we don't have any of these in Brazil. I'm like, you have no tornadoes in Brazil. What the hell are you talking about? And of course they do but right, but i looked right. and saw that no that this area of, of the united states is the capital of the world for tornado action It happens
0: all the time yeah and unfortunately they don't get enough advance warning but that's what happened you know 100 years ago similar thing same thing a lot fewer people in those towns and they and 750 people died when a hurricane hit that same area yeah i mean that's just ignored i mean it's just like the, again the hurricanes in the gulf or in uh, you know florida or louisiana and you look back 100 years ago and say, wow, that was a pretty bad hurricane they had. Uh, 200 years ago, wow, that was a pretty bad hurricane. Yes, they had the same thing. And they just had many, many more dead because they didn't have the technology we have now to prepare. But uh, that's, uh, and and by the way, I'm still looking up, still looking for the latest numbers. The latest numbers in uh, in Mayfield. It's going to get worse. It's going to be over 100. And uh, this uh, this hit a stretch of 227 miles. Hmm. And it did it in a matter of minutes. It must be so freaking frightening to be in that, uh, in the, in the path. So it's, it's, you know, it's worse, worse than a hurricane, but it's different, Joe. Someone's going to tip off the president today that they're, they're different. Hurricanes and tornadoes are different, but all right, let's get to, uh, Chris Wallace and other luminaries from CNN. Not a good weekend, in my opinion, for CNN, uh, no, uh, no, not, not a good look for CNN. We'll get to that. We'll get to, uh. Our, uh, our, our football talk, another amazing weekend for Tom Brady. By the way, I swear to God, Brady ran the ball a couple times yesterday. He did. He's getting faster. He's uh, faster than he used to be. He's faster just, than he used to be. Man, he hit one out, run man. up the gut. He's not, you know, Josh Allen, but he is faster, and he looks more athletic than he did 20 years ago. It's, you know, it's, some, it's magic. It's amazing. But uh, first, let me tell you about Hone Health, Hone is a comprehensive hormone optimization clinic that helps men get their energy back, their focus, their libido, and their muscle mass by addressing low testosterone. HONE offers at-home biomarker testing, in-depth physician video consults, and FDA-approved medication delivered straight to your door. Since it launched in 2020, HONE has helped thousands of men. You got no energy, tough time making it through the day. Maybe you're going to the gym, and you just don't have the stamina you used to have, or maybe your libido isn't what it used to be. Well, hone has the answer. Did you know testosterone levels have decreased substantially over generations? Our father generation had testosterone levels that were 25% higher than ours today. The thing is, it's not your fault. There are many factors, such such as environmental changes that are affecting our generation today. 30 million men in the US, U.S. have low testosterone. Well, hone can help testosterone is more than just a sex hormone. It affects energy, muscle mass, focus, and mood. Well, they can help you out, and it's easy. You collect the sample. You mail it in the lab. Once the results are in video, you have a video chat with a real doctor. The doctor will recommend a personalized treatment plan based on your biomarkers and symptoms. Treatment includes FDA-approved medication delivered straight to your door. I'm no medical expert, but Hone Health is, and they'll be with you every step of the way. Order Hone's easy-to-use at-home assessment test. To learn about your testosterone levels for a limited time, our listeners can get at-home testing and a doctor consult for just $45. Go to honehealth.com slash Callahan to take advantage now. That's H-O-N-E, honehealth.com slash Callahan to get the at-home testing and the doctor consultation for just $45. All right, we're doing the uh, long game with uh, LZ and Leach, yep. the long game. Well, if you listen to us, you know sticking to sports in 2021 is not possible. Sports doesn't just affect our culture, but it drives our culture, which is why LZ Grandison and Will Leach bring you a brand new, not just any old sports podcast, the long game with LZ and Leach. The long game with LZ and Leach dives into the most important topics, that are at the intersection of sports, business, politics, and culture. LZ and Leach go beyond what's happening on the field to how sports impacts everything off the field. New episodes are out every Wednesday, so head to therecount.com or your preferred podcast platform to listen to the most recent episode. All right, you know, we should start with John Griffin because that was uh, before, before the great news about Chris Wallace. But if you don't know who John Griffin is... Um, Google it, read up, because it's disgusting. I don't know if I can go into all the details. But he was a uh, a uh, CNN employee for years. He was Chris Cuomo's producer. He was Chris Cuomo's, it uh, looks like his, uh, you know, all these on-air guys, they have one guy, one producer who is like their buddy that does everything they need, is always there with them on the road. Well, that apparently was John Griffin for Chris Cuomo before Chris Cuomo got fired last week. Um Chris Cuomo got fired for sexual harassment and for helping his brother in his uh, own uh, deal with his own sexual harassment issues. Well, with John Griffin, it's much worse. He got busted by the FBI and uh, the details. I I always say this Karana, when I was younger, I was hard enough to, you know, meet women, you know, just go to whatever, go to bars or go to the gym and, and meet women. That was not easy. I don't know. Maybe it was for you. You're kind of a stud. It's true. Yeah. But I always thought that was hard. You know, it'd be even harder to find women who will travel to your home with their nine-year-old daughter, daughters, and um, do all the weird, kinky stuff you want them to do. That's what John Gr- Gr- Griffin is accused of. Because imagine
1: of- how many times—exactly, ta- yeah, imagine like how many times did he try to do that, and people got <laughs> grossed out? And well, like, you'd think nine of ten—you'd think ninety-nine out of a hundred parents. Would have called the cops on him to but,
0: yeah, but no, as soon as people, you find one as soon as you ask one woman to do that it, but you read the details and it's incredible he, he he got this woman at least one
1: he paid them well, three thousand dollars to travel to to, to Logan, vermont to, and to vermont to his ski house his 1.8 million eight million dollar ski house
0: yeah, they're paying their producers pretty well at CNN. There's an opening there. No shit.
1: Yeah, no shit. Uh, but uh, but he convinced them. He convinced a, a mother to bring his 9-year-old and 13-year-old, her 9-year-old and 13-year-old daughter to his chalet, to his $1.8 million ski chalet in Vermont to, to do, like, sexually explicit
0: things with them. Uh, and I'm trying to get the uh, exact charge because they have a quote from him where he says, it's never too young, never too young to be sexual or something like that. Um, and I'm thinking, you put that in a text? You put that in an email? They got you. That's I say this all the time. The police work, in many ways, it's harder than it used to be. In other ways, it's easier because everything is in a text or in an email now or on video. Yes. And they got this guy cold.
1: So, he says, Bring- so, so this is what he says. He said uh, he told... He told a number of parents, apparently, that a woman is a woman regardless of her age and that women should be sexually uh, subservient and inferior to men and said uh, he's trying to persuade parents to allow him to train their daughters to be sexually submissive.
0: He says, yeah, in her home, the nine-year-old was directed to and engaged in unlawful sex. He had sex with a nine-year-old and her mother. Yeah. Again, how do you find? I mean, that goes against every motherly instinct. Of course, there is. It take your own child, and and by the way, this isn't you know, whatever. You know, Brad Pitt. This is just some schmuck that works at CNN. I guess he made a good living because he's got some pretty nice real estate, and he can afford to fly these people in. But that's his thing. And the other other one is a mother and a 16-year-old good, good girl to make the uh, mother-daughter trip to his uh, Ludlow ski house for sexual training. I mean, this is sick, sick stuff. And this guy's going away for a long, long time. And he was, uh, well, another one, a mother and a 14 year old to remove their clothing and touch each other at his direction. Right. A mother and her 14 year old daughter. Right. And I believe this was on a, was this on? Yeah. Virtual. This was on a zoom call. You know, and you thought Tubin was the kinkiest, weirdest, uh, deviant doing things on zoom at CNN. No, John Griffin is, He's directing a mother and her 14-year-old daughter to touch each other, which is sick enough. But this sicko is sitting on the other side in front of his computer, you know, doing a tubing, giving it a grab to the mother and a 14-year-old. This is sick, sick stuff. I realize most of the media probably didn't cover it. Uh, It was all over uh, Twitter because there are plenty of people. I'm looking at Jack Posobiec right now with the indictment. He posted the indictment uh at 10:48 uh, on saturday morning so you can read it if you want to see all the details it's sick i know he picked him up in his tesla and drove to his ski house this is a producer is that really what they're paying guys like this at cnn i don't
1: know who, he might have family money or something
0: yeah, yeah, who knows but uh it sounds like they got him cold again it's all there you know it's all i'm sure he's got some of this like recorded uh you know, videos and uh, i mean probably on his computer and on his phone and he's done he's doomed and it's a good thing because uh this sicko and they've got all kinds of pictures of him with chris cuomo yucking it up having oh, a yeah. great time yeah
1: he does uh then and, it looks like a 10 to life is uh is is the range based on uh the accusations right now based on what he's being booked on
0: and, and it always amazes me that you would risk it all and i'm not just talking about your job and your money you risk your freedom. So you could watch a mother and her fourteen-year-old daughter touch each other, and I always risk-reward, you know, like like uh, the old Louis CK thing about the priests molesting children, and they had to they had to risk everything, their freedom, their job, their reputation, just to be with a you know a little boy, as Louis CK said, you know I I love Snickers bars, boy, that must be so much better than a Snicker bar. <laughs> and he did that on saturday Night live by the way yeah. louis ck did that on saturday. it's it's sick but it's a good point like how much what made it worth it what made it worth it to john Griff, griffin to do what psychopath
1: he did? this is people who are chemically so far in balance they're not they're not human anymore um you can't yeah i well i mean we'll see what happens he's, yeah he's, you can't
0: he's explain it. it's like okay he did that i mean you could do lots of really weird stuff legally you know you could you know, be with anyone over the 18, 18, anyone, man, woman, anything you can be them you know, be with them at your ski house in your Tesla. You can take them places, but you can't be with, you know, nine year old girls. We have rules. We have laws, even, you know, in this day and age for that, you go to prison for a long time. And that's, what's going to happen to uh, John Griffin, <clears throat> which means Chris Wallace is going to need a new producer. Um, I got to be honest. I have an, un, an irrational, irrational hatred of Chris Wallace. Yes i do i admit it i admit it. i just can't stand him i know he's a slimeball you know like backstabber swamp creature i know it and it drove me nuts i obviously i was rooting for trump and against biden in the debates but the debate with wallace as a moder- moderator was rigged and i will I, I don't know if i'm allowed to say that
1: oh you can.:
0: uh, but i'll tell you why because if someone like chris wallace and an alleged you know impartial moderator brings up charlottesville it's a setup it's a setup i mean there's there was no relevance to the campaign trump had talked about charlottesville a thousand times he denounced white supremacy a thousand times if you are asking trump about white supremacy it's for one reason only it's to make him uncomfortable to trip him up to hurt him and by the way he jumped in a number of times when trump went right at biden he jumped in there he was there to protect biden and to hurt trump it was obvious from the beginning He's a phony. He was not the least bit impartial. He was worse than the the, the woman from uh, PBS. He's a snake, and I know the people at Fox News didn't like him. They didn't want him there. He hates you know Tucker and Hannity because he's a he's a leftist. And here's what I'm looking for the most. Looking forward to the most, Carano, is if he indeed he's going to work at CNN. And if Tucker's allowed to do what Tucker does, and so and Gutfeld as well, Gutfeld spends most of his time attacking CNN and MSNBC and the other uh, rival networks. I hope the gloves are off. I hope they're allowed to tell the truth about Chris Wallace and talk about how much they hate him, because that will be good TV. I'll find that extremely entertaining. But two things: we got him with uh, going at Trump in the debate, and we also have him talking about how great Biden's speech was. We have that. Yes. All right. Let's listen to impartial moderator, Chris Wallace, uh, when you want to do the debate first, Yes, yeah, sure. and then we'll do what well, Chris Wallace's assessment, uh, of Biden's inauguration speech, which by all accounts, I saw it, it was horrible. It was typical Joe Biden speech, but it, 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 Chris Wallace was aroused. He was aroused. He gets aroused when he's around Joe Biden. That's why I can't stand him. But let's, uh, let's listen to Chris. Now CNN pluses, Chris Wallace.
2: I have to answer his statement. No, you have his repeatedly... Statement. Wait, you have just repeat, one second. No, you've been talking he back and You made a forth. statement. I'm asking you... I would a, love no, to know, it. sir... I would love to I, I, it, and I, You know, we if you, very you very want to switch seats... We, we could very quickly. We could do that, but I'd I'm... i send no, in I'm, the National I'm, Guard. It would be over. There'd be no problem. Okay. But they but don't want to accept the National Guard. You have repeatedly criticized the vice president for not specifically calling out Antifa and other left-wing extremist groups. But are you willing tonight... To condemn white supremacists and militia groups, sure. and to say that they need to stand down and not add to the violence in a number of these cities, as we saw in Kenosha and as we've seen in Portland. Sure, are you I'm prepared to, to do that? But do it. Well, I, would ahead, say, I would say almost everything I see is from the left wing, not from the right so wing. So what are you? What, you look, what are you? saying? I'm, I'm willing to do anything. I want to see well, peace. Then do it, sir. Say it. Do it. Say it. Do you want to call them? What do you want to call them? Give me a name. Give me a white supremacist and, and, right like and right, proud boys. Boys. Stand back
0: and stand by. I
1: mean, it, it goes on from there, but you hear him, um, in the Kenosha uh, comments. The- First
0: of all, it's two on one. Secondly, the white supremacist in Kenosha, yeah, Kenosha, there was never any reports of any white supremacist in Kenosha. In fact. There's no sub- white, it's just such a boogeyman thing, you know? That's why they hold on to Charlottesville, because they don't have any other examples. They were praying Kyle Rittenhouse was a white supremacist. They could find something on his social media or something in his history. They didn't. They are, it, they're making this up. It's just not real. And they, and it's one thing when Biden does it, because Biden wouldn't condemn, you know, his, his people, Tifa and BLM were burning cities. That's one thing. He's a politician. This is an alleged impartial moderator talking about white supremacist in Kenosha. To me, that exposed him completely. He had no interest in seeing a fair uh, debate. He was there to help Joe Biden who needed all the help he could get and hurt Donald Trump. But, uh, uh that was pretty obvious. And that, I, I assume that was their idea of a, you know, a right leaning moderator. Cause he worked at Fox. Well, well, uh, he is, uh, <laughs> he didn't belong there. And I think he knew it and everyone knew it and now he's gone. But all right, what else we got? Here's the Biden speech. All right.
2: Martha, I thought it was a great speech. Um, I've been listening to these inaugural addresses since 1961. John F. Kennedy ask not. I thought this was the best inaugural address I ever heard. Obviously, a lot of this event today, a lot of the president's speech was was colored by the emotion of the fact that exactly 2 weeks ago 14 days ago there was a mob of thugs of insurrectionists of domestic terrorists on the inaugural stand and Joe Biden was saying that democracy prevailed we was able to we were able to get through that and he was talking about how we need to get through that in the future if we are going to be a united country he talked about white supremacy domestic terrorism he said we must confront it we will defeat it my whole soul is in this uniting our people you know i, I think it was he goes on from there he just keeps
0: the best speech so we saw uh jfk you saw you know ronald reagan yeah he saw barack obama you know uh, these are actual good speakers <laughs> you know right and joe biden joe freaking biden Reading and teleprompter was the best he'd ever seen. <laughs> that was comical. That that created quite the stir on the social media. I remember watching that because I was watching the speech, and I'm saying, "Did he just say what I think he said?" It was as all by. I mean, maybe if you grade it on a curve, you say he was a I don't know C, C minus. He got through good. it. <laughs> he got through it. He didn't fall down. Oh, his right. you know his teeth didn't fall out. He didn't wet his pants. That's a victory. I'm not saying it's not, but the best. Inauguration speech he's ever seen. I would be, I would have laughed if that was Hunter Biden who said that. Sure. It was Chris Wallace. Uh, well, he's going to CNN Plus, whatever that is, Carano. Did you even, have you even heard of that? No, but
1: I'm wondering if that's a subscription service. It might be.
0: Let me look. So somebody at CNN thinks Chris Wallace, the 74 year old Chris Wallace, is a draw, is a big draw. So that people who are thinking about subscribing to CNN Plus are going to go, ooh. I don't want to miss chris wallace man what a miscalculation that is
1: yeah it is a it's an upcoming streaming service that's due to premiere in 2022 offshoot of cnn uh announced it was announced in july 19 2021 as the evolution of video news and start of a new era for the company so it looks like uh streaming service Emily, that's the guy you pick
0: i mean if you got a lot of money and well, i assume they do they're saving a lot of money maybe they don't pay chris cuomo or john griffin that's the guy you go after. You don't go after like some young, you know, Pete Hegseth or, uh, you know, Gottfeld. Well, no, you couldn't get Gottfeld, but go after some young stud at uh, at uh, Fox News. You get the 74-year-old yeah. spawn of Mike Wallace. Well, there's uh, also,
1: they're announcing uh, Scott Galloway. Do you know? as a New York's uh, NYU Stern School of Business professor, I guess, and a woman, uh, Casey Hunt. Um, she is... Ah, uh, political correspondent for CNN. She's going over there. Today. I don't
0: even have viewers there. Have you ever seen the ratings? It's all Fox News, and then there's a bunch of MSNBCs and Rachel Maddows. and Wait. You know, Cuomo is the highest rated show. Show he's getting like fewer than a million viewers. Hannity's getting like three and a half against him. Tucker's getting three and a half. The view, the, they don't have enough viewers. The to idea that there yeah they they have viewers who are so passionate that they're going to sign up for a streaming service pay extra to hear what Chris Wallace has to say. That's nuts. I'd rather hear what John Griffin has to say, you know, from prison, put him on, talk about you know why he threw it all away, but all right, let's do Shay. And then we'll do the, we'll, we'll do our football talk. Our NFL. I'm going to hear I haven't heard your take on yesterday's NFL action, but uh, first let me tell you about Shay. I would've been telling you about Shay concrete for a long, long time. Today. We're sitting with the man who makes it all work. the man, In charge of the whole place, my brother-in-law, Greg. Hey, Greg, seems like business is booming at Shea Concrete. We're cranking that out, Jerry. Well, uh, I'm I'm, I'm just wondering, what's holding you back these days? We could use some good help. You need people? We need people. How many people do you need? At least 20 people. 20? Well, what kind of people? We have positions driving trucks, working in the production plants, estimating engineers... All kinds. Do you need any podcasters? I <laughs> you know, we do have the precast podcast. Well, I, I think it seems like a great place to work, as I tell people. It's a family atmosphere. You guys are good to your people. There's a great gym here at the headquarters. Uh, what's holding you back? Why can't you find people? Besides being to work on time, you have to pass the drug test. Ooh. <laughs> you have to pass a drug test. That's all it takes. All right, if people want to uh, come see you, they want to talk, what do they have to do? Bunch of ways they can if they want to be a team member they can go to shakeconcrete.com fill out an application they can come to our any of our offices we got four locations they can call me up directly they can email jobs at Shayconcrete.com. and you'll give them a hat and we'll give them a hat. hats yep all right sounds good shakeconcrete.com I saw a really cool, uh, nice cafeteria here can we go have lunch? Oh, absolutely. We got empanadas and chicken. <laughs> Excellent. I don't know what they are, but I'm going to go have an empanada. All right. I have to say, uh, at halftime, the Tampa Bay Bucks were up 24 to 3, and I was mocking the Bills on Twitter saying they're dead. The Patriots killed them last week. Did you talk the, about, like, had...
1: dancing violently on a table or
0: something? Yeah, you know, no, jumping.
1: I thought you said jump. dancing violently, but okay.
0: Jump, that's what Bills fans do. They jump on tables.
1: Oh, okay. All right. You just want to be a you part don't of Don't know that? Well, who cares about the Bills?
0: The Bills? Well, I, I, they were supposed to be a Patriots rival. But I know. You jump on a the table. They do it in the parking lot, and there, it's nuts. It looks painful. People get hurt, but they still do it. And then when you're new, I think, I think Josh Allen did it once too. When you're a player, every once in a while you have to jump on a table to show that you're, <clears throat> you're, you know, with the Bills Mafia. But it was twenty-four to three. It was a blowout. I was like, eh, Bills suck. Sean McDermott sucks, and they came back and tied it, and went to overtime, and it was kind of sad because they lost in overtime. Brady scored a touchdown, beat the spread. Brady is now thirty-three and three against the Bills, oh. which I w- I saw that number. I started t- doing the math. I'm going, wait a second. He's played thirty-six times, just yes. twice a year when he was here, and now with the Bills, I mean with the Bucks, thirty-three and three. Has anyone ever owned another team like that that's in, destruction
1: absolute destruction
0: amazing uh but he, he benefited as always from a bad uh passing interference call in the last series and then if you see the last play he throws to uh, this guy perryman i don't even know you know what position the guy played but it is vintage brady it is such a classic brady play you want to understand what makes brady the best ever what makes him better than other guys uh, have strong arms and are athletic, and you know can you know throw accurately or whatever. This separates him. He drops back. He lets the play unfold. He knows what's coming. You could see him. He just has to wait an extra second. Kind of slides in the pocket, and he knows where the safeties are going. And he says, "This guy's going to be the linebacker. I'm going to have him going across the middle, and all I do is put it on his hands, and he will score." Brady saw that. His vision is amazing. His anticipation is amazing. I think most quarterbacks, not Aaron Rodgers, maybe, but most guys, even Josh Allen, good young quarterbacks, they don't see what Brady saw. It had nothing to do with arm strength or ability, or uh, athletic ability. It was vision and patience and smarts. And watch it again if you get a chance. And just watch the way Brady lets the play unfold and knows. That his guy is going to beat their guy and knows there will be no one back there to stop him. That he might not have thought to get to the end zone, but he would certainly get close or get the field goal range without a doubt. It was a brilliant Brady-ish, Brady-esque play, and I just—I feel—I do feel bad for Bills fans. I mean, they're me too. They're, and Alan so did,
1: did you hear Alan too? He's trying to take the moral victory, but I think he kind of can. <laughs> like he came back. His defense let him down. That's supposedly a very good Bills defense. Totally let him down.
0: I know. And last week, I—I I thought. They would go out and just lay an egg yesterday. They didn't. They yeah. fought back. They tied it up. I give him credit. Josh Allen is a stud. He's fun to watch. He ran much more. He looked like he knew what he was doing yesterday as opposed to the week against the Patriots, which is a credit to the Patriots. They confused him and they gave him looks. He didn't know what was. On. He tucked and ran a few times because he knew they were playing man. They were all back there, backs turned, and he knew there was big open spaces. He was great. He's great. It wasn't his fault. I look forward to watching him for the next, you know, whatever, 12, 15 years or who knows. When you're a a rival of the Patriots, you tend to get hurt. Yesterday, Lamar Jackson got hurt.
1: Yeah.
0: Ankle injury. We don't know the latest on that. Josh Allen actually got hurt. There was some uh, people saying he had turf toe, which is not good for a running quarterback. So things like that just work out for the Patriots. A couple more things before we go. Mm. Denver Broncos, I don't know if you saw this, started the game with 10 players on the field It's a awesome. tribute to Demarius Thomas. Very cool. Uh, and then uh, one of their guys got a pick, I think it was Justin Simmons, and ran over. And there's the little uh, circle with the number 88, you know, like a ring of honor kind of thing for the Broncos. And they all went over and they put the ball down and they paid tribute to Demarius Thomas. I'm a sucker for that stuff. I love that yeah. stuff. <clears throat> 24 of 32 teams have at least six wins. I didn't even think that was possible. The NFL never fails. doesn't? never fails to entertain. Obviously, there's too many injuries and too many blown-out ACLs, and there's issues. But it is just the most entertaining sports product. And, of course, they give you red zone on Sundays, which you don't have because you don't have cable. But I was in a red zone haze for like three hours. You just can't stop watching. Aaron Rodgers, four touchdowns and zero picks to beat the Bears. I predicted the Patriots are going to the Super Bowl. I don't know. What was that? About three months ago?
1: A long time ago at this point.
0: Yes. I'm still not sure, Corona, whether it's going to be the Bucks or the uh, the Packers, but they're going to the Super Bowl against either Brady or Rodgers, which will be wonderful because that's not what the mainstream media wants. They hate these guys. They don't want to see them again. And uh, Belichick versus Brady in the Super Bowl in, uh, in L.A., I believe. That'll just be amazing. An amazing sporting event. but. All right, we will leave it there. Carano, thanks to everybody for watching, for listening, for uh, commenting. Uh, I appreciate it. Thank you to Matt Carano. I'm Jerry Callahan. This is The Callahan Show, and we will do it again tomorrow.